Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I won't make you wait any longer. I know you're all sitting in suspense for the first half teaser answers and winners, so let's do it. The first half teaser with the Scottish slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Since season 1998-99 there have been six Finnish players who have played at least three times in the Scottish Premiership for either Celtic or Rangers. They are Antony Emi, Jonathan Johansson, Wani Karpila, Timu Puki, Tero Pintira and Glenn Kamara. Wow, some names from the past on there, Roger Hanna. Gordon Diel's not heard of at least half of them. Mm, Do you want to fill them in? Well, a couple of them were signed by Dick Advocat for Rangers. Terrell Pantillo was a centre half. Yarika Pila, midfielder, came over, didn't really pull up many trees the way that Anthony Amy and John on Johansson had before them. Timo Pukki, you know well. And yeah. of course, Glenn Kamara, we saw this afternoon in a yeah. winning Rangers team. Absolutely. I really like that teaser to get us up and running, I must admit. The podium, the first one of the new season, what an honour. I mean, if you're one of these three guys, you are going to be out and about tonight telling everyone that you made the podium on the first. First half teaser of the season Mark Robson Well done to you sir You get the bronze medal Third fastest uh, Chrissy Petrakis Was in second place And the winner Of the first half teaser Was Jay McCormick Well done to you Jay You need good knowledge uh, To get those right And you all did it And very quickly As well We've got a cracking uh, Second half teaser As well Coming up A Who Am I yep. Hugh Keevans has done A lot of research uh, if, Roger gets, this one. if Roger gets this one In jig time I'll be surprised Yes, tough, I've already looked at it But let's not spoil the surprise uh, too much Let's have a look at the scores, shall we? Round about uh, the country at the moment Full-time result, Livy 1, uh, Rangers 2 At half-time it's Hearts 0, Ross County 0 It's Kilmarnock 0, Dundee United 1 And St Johnson 0, Hibs 0 We'll go down the divisions as well Because all four SPFL leagues uh, start today So into the championship Air nil Are both nil Cove Rangers 1 Wraith Rovers 0 Dundee 0 Partick Thistle 2 Hamilton 1 Morton 1 And Inverness 1 Queen's Park 1 Into League 1 It's Dunfermline 0 Alloa 0 Falkirk 0 Montrose 0 Kelty Hearts 0 FC Edinburgh 1 Peterhead 0 Airdrionians 2 And Queen of the South 1 Clyde 2 and into League 2 then this afternoon Bonnie Rig Rose their first game in the SPFL goalless at the break against Forfar Dumbarton 2 Stirling Albion 0 Elgin 0 East Fife 2 Stenhouse Muir 1 Albion Rovers 0 and Stranraer 1 Annan Athletic 0 uh, so that is your half time scores anything that jumps out at you at the break Roger Hanna well you have to say Dundee United because it's the only goal in the Premiership in the first half um, a terrific goal by all accounts from Dylan Levitt and it just shows why Dundee United were so keen to get him back he went back to Old Trafford the tail end of last season uh, in the hope of catching Eric Ten Hag's eye um, Eric Ten Hag you can imagine is looking at a player of, of a higher calibre and someone who can make an immediate impact to his team but Dylan Levitt is a high calibre for Dundee United Is making an immediate impact on his return And you wonder how important he'll be In this European the game jump, The thing that jumps out to me is at Tencastle When I hear that obviously the Hearts fans expect a lot more 
a bit of unrest after 23, 26 minutes, I think. County was, could be 3-0 yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, Robbie Nielsen will be in that dressing room saying, look, we need a reaction here because it's important, especially at home, uh, opening game of season. You've signed a new contract. Expectations are very high at Tyne Castle. They need a lift in that, uh, the second half. They finished yeah. the season uh, playing Rangers in the Scottish Cup final and I thought they were very, very disappointing on mm. that day uh, Rangers more than deserved to win the cup but it was all going so well the management team signed new three year deals Lauren Shanklin came in from Belgium and everyone spoke about what difference he's going to make and now you've got a situation where fans turn very quickly we've already witnessed it in Sligo on Thursday night where the fans turned on Graham Alexander and Motherwell had no option but to get rid of him the following day. No other option. I'm not saying that Robbie Nielsen's in trouble, of course he's not, but there'll be an immediately negative reaction if Hearts don't get all three points today. Yeah, it's what you would consider a, a certainly winnable opening league game, yeah, Roger. Yeah. You're at home, you've got a team that you know finished a good bit below you last season, albeit they, they had a good season. Um, Hearts fans had big expectations today They were outstanding last season Fraser touched upon it You know, Any team coming into the Premiership from the Championship Getting third place by the length of Princess Street Qualifying for Europe Reaching the Cup final Guaranteed eight European games as Fraser was saying earlier It's a remarkable achievement However, the season did peter out in the last six weeks After they you know, sealed third place I think they knocked out Hibs in the semi-final Didn't they? The great Andy Halliday derby When he scored twice in the league at Tynecastle as well But after that, it's sort of petered out you know, They lost to that young Rangers team In the last league game at Tynecastle They lost to Rangers in the cup final They lost John Souter And uh, you know, sometimes it can be difficult To maintain those standards And it certainly looks as if In the first 45 minutes they found it difficult uh, Yeah, it certainly looks that way But a great start all around the country You look at Early moves in the championship Look nothing's decided in the first half But Partick Thistle laying down their uh, Intentions Yeah and we spoke earlier about, about the goal threat That Ian McCall's built Now the two wide guys today Aidan Fitzpatrick and Stephen Lawless Have provided the goals up there at Dens That will be as tough an opening start As Thistle could probably have landed And of course they'll be loving it Because the tickets that were issued to their fans Through the week said Dundee versus Patrick Thistle They did indeed second half not far away but still plenty of team talks to be done up and down the country, as you can imagine. Managers in there earning uh, their keep. In fact, are the players back out yet at Rugby Park? I don't think so. You don't mind that, Gordon, when you're a sub in this weather. You're yeah. just on there, a couple of keepy-uppies, kick the ball about, pretend you're interested. It's in the winter when well, it's a, a bit harder. It didn't happen to me a lot, but um, occasionally when you did have to... you know, Is that because you played in the era when before subs? I, no, there was only two subs at the time uh, when I played Gordon. But, but, um, Fraser was one of them. Oh, oh, yeah, he he did his own tracksuit. Um, but, mm. you know, they, they don't need to do a lot. They'll just be hoping for a, a call from the dugout. Yeah, let's go back to Tyne Castle. Was it, I mean, how restless are we talking in that first half, Fraser? Yeah, pretty restless. I mean, they weren't at the stage of booing. There's a couple of people shouting, come on, at Robbie Nielsen. It was just a kind of general, you know, angry at the players in general, not specific. Especially when Ross County were getting in behind. They were doing it all day, you know, as uh, saying earlier, they plenty of possession hearts in the midfield areas, but then when they were robbed, just knocking the ball in behind. And then all of a sudden, Edwards and Hewula, very impressive, very quick and strong. 
and the, the Fats fans were just kind of turning on, on the players a wee bit. I mean, it's not bad, but I tell you, if the 90 minutes continue, or I think 45 continue the same way, I think they will be unhappy because Ross County will win the game. You know, you can only see one team winning it, and I said Liam Boyce might make an early appearance, but he's still uh, warming up just in front of us here, so I don't see that happening immediately. But uh, yeah, they're getting a bit restless, and it's interesting Hugh's comments about the model supporters as well, and I think that's the modern world. You know, we're talking about the turnover of players at. Uh, at, uh, in the summertime before the game and that's because managers only have a short space of time before they get the heave hole and looking at all the, the managers and how many were actually in post at the start of last season Le less than a half I would imagine so these managers know they've got to get things done quickly and Robbie Nielsen's not in a shaky nail at all in fact far far from it but he'll want to get a, a victory he'll want to look at Mackay Steen and their boys and try and get a victory that'll make the fans go home happy the second halves are getting underway are we still in the break at McDermott Park David Friel? Yes, we are. Gordon's still there. So, Hibbs and St. Johnson subs um, out warming up. I don't expect many changes, to be honest with you. Maybe St. Johnson in attack. Theo Bears is a bit of a thankless task against Ryan Portes and Rocky Bashiri. St. Johnson don't really carry a goal threat at all. Hibbs, I think, be more of the same, just with a cutting edge. As I said earlier on, you know, Tavares has been good. Melkerson been good. Yuan's shown some nice touches. Joe Newell, really classy player in the middle of the park. Ewan Henderson as well. There's definitely goals in the team, they just need to find that cutting edge in the second half. They've definitely been in top and they're shooting towards the away end in the second half as well. So, you know, could be a big half for Lee Johnson. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Canvas Lang Showroom now open to the public. And just like that, we're underway already. That first half was quick. Of course, we already had a victory for Rangers at Livingston early on in the day. Dundee United are on course, but still in the balance. And the other two games, uh, very much in the balance as well. So there's lots to look forward to between now and just before five o'clock. And then, well, it's the main event, isn't it? It's your chance to give whatever knee-jerk reaction you want to the first day of the season. You've got all that pent-up emotion from over the summer. Uh, Hugh Keevans and then you get to release it on the first day and slaughter the new signings or go overboard and say that you're going to win the league we'll find out well as I say people are harsh now uh, a, it's a coarse environment uh, they will not suffer setbacks and disappointments without having their say and I think the talking points from the Rangers game will be the flat performance in the first half the Performance of Antonio Cholak up front. Uh, was it right that his headed goal should have been disallowed for offside? I don't think it was offside. Uh, they will also want to discuss uh, Tillman coming on and making a big mm -hmm. change to the game for Rangers. But they will be glad that Rangers got the three points because if Giovanni Van Bronker said that there were three vital points on the first game of a 38-game season, that tells you there is no margin for error in his eyes. Alan Power doing Alan Powery things and getting booked for a challenge on the edge of the box. This one uh, on Tony Watt, quite a cynical one. Uh, so there will be a chance uh, for Charlie McGrew with the free kick, but he hits it over the bar. So uh, Dundee United still leading in that one. That, that would be if they could get three points down there, a bit terrific uh, result for Dundee United, um, especially away from home, opening game this season. Still a lot of football to be played. I'm sure, just listening to the guys around the grounds, I'm sure we're going to get goals, Gordon. Uh, nervy first 45. Yep. Okay. I'm sure we're going to get goals. I hope you're right. Let's see if we get some answers to this as well, Hugh. 
The second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Kane Woolery, Jack Butland and Darren Bent. I've been managed by Mickey Mellon and Chris Hutton. I've won the top flight and both major domestic cups in Scotland, but never all three in the same season. I have over 15 caps from my country, which is not Scotland. Who am I? I've played alongside Kane Woolery, Jack Butland and Darren Bent. Been managed by Mickey Mellon and Chris Hutton. I've won the top flight and both major domestic cups in Scotland, but never all three in the same season. And I have over 15 caps from my country, which is not Scotland. I'll tell you what, I like that. There's a lot of information there. If you go to our Twitter feed, at Clyde SSB, you can see all written down, if that helps. And that is where you direct your answers. It is a race, so get the thinking caps on, at Clyde SSB. One tweet, one name, and let's see who the winners are. Obviously, don't shout anything out, but any... Mm. Mm. Inclinations early on No and I'm looking to Marai And I'm a bit concerned that he doesn't even have an idea Which is very unusual So it must be difficult But give us time We can narrow it down We've now moved out of Scotland He doesn't play there Really? No caps No no, he's he's not a Scotland international So there we go We've narrowed it down You like that question Roger Hanna? Yeah it's a good one You got any encouragement? No no clue whatsoever That's what I like That means it's pitched at the right level So at Clyde SSB Send your answers over please And we'll have good fun going through them Between now and the end of the show Don't forget the open line is very close The first Saturday open line In what nine or ten weeks But it's flown by So pick up the phone At five o'clock Let us know what you've made of your team's performance today That's the beauty of it I mean in an ideal world We get people just coming out the game In the car, on the bus The emotion's still running high Uh, We're asking a lot if that's you Rangers fans Because it means you've been stuck in traffic for quite some time But nevertheless, get in touch at five What did you make of today? How pleasing uh, was the turnaround? What did you make of the debutants, good or bad? What does it say about the character uh, to win that match? What about the controversial decisions? Uh, Should Rangers offside goal have stood? Were Livy hard done by to not have a goal stand later on? Uh, Should Livy have been reduced to ten men and so on? The open line will be here at five So don't miss the chance to have your say Would you have thought That if David Martindale Had felt robbed By a referee's decision at 2-1 When his team put the ball in the net Would you have expected him To have brought it up? We didn't hear the full interview We heard one minute of it Where he was talking about Scott Arfield We've seen it back Roger That one and it's not, yeah, it's not mean, immediately clear no, what, no, what it isn't, but, uh, is. At the time there weren't many complaints from the Livingston players And there certainly wasn't any complaints that we're aware of From the Livingston manager afterwards um, That said, didn't seem to be too many complaints from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst About the Cholak yep. goal that was chalked off from the linesman's flag T- Talking about official shoe, a debut, Bobby Madden His yep. first game in England today Yorkshire Derby, Bradford City, Doncaster Rovers Who's he sent off? Well, he's gone down there, as we know. Bobby Madden, he's said goodbye to our game. He's now refereeing English games. And I saw him getting a lot of stick from the Bradford fans because there's a tackle that's resulted in a broken leg or what looks like something like that, sorry. And uh, he's dished out a yellow card and they are saying, look at this, ridiculous. How can it be a suspected broken leg and only a yellow? Well, technically it could. It doesn't have to to, um, correlate in that way. But um, I've not actually seen the challenge itself and he is getting some stick. So welcome to the new season, Bobby Madden. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter where you go. Uh, you always come in for criticism if you're a referee. You'll never get praise, Gordon. Let you listen to the the show, Super Scoreboard. Listen to myself. It's a hard job, difficult job, and. As much as I wish every club, every player all the best for the season, I wish the referees the very same. No one's ever said that on day one of the new season, but I actually I've seen some of your favourites quite a lot over the summer. Yeah, we, we Willie tends to drive by me quite a lot, I've noticed. Ignore you. Yeah, I've told them all about I'm you. I'm not going to give his address on TV, uh, on radio exactly, but... Um, Lives yeah, near you now? I don't know. I genuinely don't, but I just... I'm, he's driven by me a, a suspiciously high number of times. Does, mm. Doesn't live near him now. Mm-mm. Oh we don't talk about that No No that's a touchy subject Yeah We don't bring that up yet Not ready mm-hmm. um, I'm yeah. even I'm even ready to talk about The Cardiff-Norwich result To change the subject <laughs> There's Cove have saved the day We can speak about that Certainly Cove Rangers 2 Wraith Rovers 0 Mitch Meganson Again a double for him yeah. On the opening day uh, Proving he can do it At championship level And Cove well on their way To an opening day victory Well Well done to Jim McIntyre uh, A man who's known success In this game as player and manager So And another one though Like Kelty If you're talking about The two sort of Newly yeah. Yeah. Promoted teams And not going into it With the same manager As previously Yeah And then um, You know Down the league's Do unfurl a banner as well When they win the league Or just a flag like they, oh, no, they, they unfurl that Certainly I'll tell you what Result of the day contender Because you'll need to pick one On Monday Dundee nil, Partick Thistle 3 Wow and it's um, Cole McKinnon on loan from Rangers, well, isn't he? Yeah. Didn't he score against uh, Hearts at Tynecastle in the, in the game that came at the end of last season? Scored for Rangers there. Uh, there was bad blood between the clubs because of the season that was called early due to COVID-19. And uh, Dundee had severe difficulty working the, the new technology. Much like yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so Partick Thistle felt that they were very, very hard done by by being relegated and they will be thrilled by the 3-0 away scoreline not yet result but 3-0 away scoreline um, for Gary Boyer what happened there speaking that's, of that's laying down a marker you, you go oh, away to the yeah. league favourites a team who have just been relegated a team who are likely to, to jostle for trophies with you this season and you're 3-0 up yeah. there after 50 minutes just something that Hugh said there sparked a memory for me at the end of last night's show there was an old relic left sitting long after the show finished. And I know what you're thinking, but Hugh Keevens left on time. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was his Nokia. He yeah. left it. He left no it. Oh, that, that would freak me out. It's so big and heavy that the desk was lopsided trying to <laughs> trying to support the weight of it. And eventually, after a long time, I was worried about it. He came scurrying back in. I've never seen his hush puppies move so fast. Yeah. And he took the, the Nokia away to safety, didn't you? I found out you, there are games on the Nokia. Of course there is mm-hmm. Snake You've never heard of Snake It's, no, it's a legendary I, I, game From 1999 admittedly I'd But it's legendary it. But the six year old My six year old grandson uh, Said oh And we went And then I realised It was th- three pounds a game So I snatched it out oh. of his hand Oh that can't be Snake then <laughs> no, unless, no. unless they've changed things You must nowadays. have had a go at the Snake Snake's the oh. best game going about Oh what a game that was Wasn't yeah. it Oh it was tremendous You've got to have a go at snake. But now that I know it's £3 a game He's not getting the phone under any circumstances <laughs> I don't think he'll want it um, Yeah but he managed to, to rescue it at the end So he's, he's got it's it It's the thing that would probably position. freak me out more than any I actually sleep with my phone in the pillow <sighs> you, live yeah. a very, you live a very different life I, to Hugh Keevans though, I though. You know what I mean? It's, never it's not turn the same. my phone off Just the phone or the phone? Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> good nickname. Um, <laughs> but I do. I. I, I mean, just put it in this way. case I miss anything. If Hugh Keevans <laughs> is at home with Lady Keevans and he's going to see all of us the next day, who's going to bother him in between? He doesn't live as much of a life in the fast lane as you do. He could go without the Nokia for a night, couldn't you? I couldn't. Oh yeah. I couldn't. Honestly, I couldn't go a day without my phone. You did phone producer Callum twice during his sister's wedding I last did, week, yeah, by all he, accounts. Yes, and he, he ripped my head off at the, the second call. <laughs> he did what? Sorry. <laughs> he was very angry at you for um for phoning, I think, is the way we'll re we'll rephrase that. Anyway, anything happening this afternoon's <laughs> Difficult half-time team talks For the Scottish lads That we spoke about At the top of the show Ali Ray's Reading Losing Scott Brown's Fleetwood Losing Paul Hartley's Hartlepool Losing Ah yeah I am six is going to be busy <laughs> You always like the managers To go down there Do you think Particularly in Paul Hartley's case yeah. Scott, uh, Hugh you'll remember very well When Gordon Strachan Went to Middlesbrough And you know If you take a lot of Scottish players There's nothing wrong with it It's players yeah. that you know But when things don't go well It becomes like a stick To, to beat the manager with Doesn't it Without doubt um, and you know, you, you take a chance. I remember uh, my late great friend Tommy Burns when he was at Reading. He took loads of Scots down there as well, and it didn't work for Tommy yeah. either. Uh, I mean, there's nothing, nothing to say that. I mean, we have the Scotland captain who plays in England. We have John McGinn, who's now the new captain of Aston Villa. Uh, Scots do go there and prosper. Uh, but sometimes, if you if you buy a a job lot, it doesn't work. Still plenty of time for it to be turned round, of course. But no goals going in uh, at the moment that suggest so. Still waiting. Alan Forrest has now gone quite close a few moments ago for Hearts driving into the box uh, before firing wide. So still waiting on that, that one. That's a surprise. It doesn't really surprise me. David Friel has now that goal at Perth because as we said at three o'clock, St Johnson and Hibs have looked as bad as each other through the Premier Sports Cup group games, Gordon. I thought Hearts would come out the traps uh, Rolled on by a big home crowd As Fraser touched upon Lawrence Shanklin League debut up top for them <laughs> Alan Forrest League debut up there Barry Mackay Who was absolutely terrific for them last season So they do have You know Attacking players there There are goals in that team you, you, You've seen that last season I'm surprised it's still goalless uh, no, look, We do our best To cover off as many of the talking points Across the country it's, We could extend the show for 10 hours Hugh Because we've of course got very exciting Times down here on the west of Scotland League You know the Bankies yep. Close to your heart A 3-1 win against Arthurley today Good for them uh, That was sent in At Banky Boy Has sent me that once I mentioned So well done to the Bankies Just along uh, the road there And some interesting results I noticed uh, Darvel, who won that league last year and then of course lost in the playoffs to try and get into the, the Lowland League they've gone and lost on the opening day uh, to come like a late winner so that'll be a shock on the opening day uh, in that division uh, anything else you want mentioned give me a shout it's hard to rhyme them all off I must admit we would be here all day teaser maybe let's yes. look at that only one person's got it right so far wow one one and well, it is not Roger Hanna I have played alongside Kane Woolery, Jack Butland and Darren Bent. I have been managed by Mickey Mellon and Chris Hooten. I've won the top flight and both major domestic cups in Scotland, but never all three in the same season. I have over 15 caps for my country, which is not Scotland. Who am I? The most common wrong answer, interestingly. Hmm. Very common wrong answer. I wonder why so many going for this Stephen is there Greg's Gardens Mick 
Nicky Breslin KPG are all going For Adam Matthews Along with Sideshow Bob No? Mm. <coughs> Wrong country um, Interesting though Yeah we're narrowing it down, Roger, because you don't seem to be giving me encouragement. No, I, I'm getting no encouragement Paul from myself. Cochran has gone for Aidan McGeady. No. Okay, keep the guesses coming in at Clyde SSB. We've had our first Premiership red card of the season, and it's gone to that experienced campaigner, Murray Davidson. He's wiped out Ryan Porteous. He's been sent off, and we have our first Premiership red card of the season, just shy. Of the hour mark Murray Davidson must look around him And think Where did everybody go? You know The club that wins Two major trophies Win more <laughs> trophies In one season Than Aberdeen have done In a quarter of a century And then It happens And The The results go the wrong way Players start to leave Players Like Liam Craig Retire <coughs> And Murray Davidson Must feel like The last mm. man standing Except he's no longer standing He's been sent off Well didn't David Thrill say He had a captain's armband today In the absence of Liam Gordon Yeah And David read the team out Eight newcomers Yep Two more Who only arrived at the club in January In Theo Bear And Melker Halberg So Murray Davidson is The old timer The captain for the yep. day And Callum Davidson Will feel let down by that Goal flash With Clyde Built Home Improvements and it's a goal for Hearts It's Hearts 1 Ross County 0 And it's one of the summer signings But not Lauren Shankland It's Alan Forrest He's had one shot wide He's had one off the line It was coming And he's eventually found the back of the net A tidy finish from 6 yards out And he has put Hearts in front Hearts 1 Ross County 0 Well can we still describe it as against the run of play Everything was against the run of play Where Hearts were concerned in the first half But he's a good Young player Alan Forrest he'd, he'd scored a lot of goals For Livingston uh, He lives in the shadow Of his brother James But He's emerging From that shadow he, He's going to be a good Addition for Hearts This season um, On initial viewing David Freel thought Maybe a bit controversial That sending off Was a bit wild Hibs on their Twitter Describe it as a shocking tackle uh, On Ryan Porteous So we do have a sending off It's for uh, St Johnson They have gone down to 10 men Murray Davidson But more importantly Gordon For those Hearts fans They'll be delighted with that Yeah I, I said earlier I'm sure I can remember A game Ross County was there And played excellent In the first half And the Hearts come out In the second half And won the game Up to tempo uh, I agree with uh, Hugh I think uh, Young Alan Ford He's a terrific signer I like him I think he's positive He's got goals in him uh, he could be a good fit for Hearts um, Certainly And that's a way to get your career run, up and running At Tynecastle In front of a big crowd And that's a way to get the fans on your side So Well done to him I think he could be a real fine this year For, for Hearts and Robbie Nielsen And uh, That's a goal that was certainly welcomed By the big support at Tynecastle This afternoon Well You know Hearts are looking at the Edinburgh Derby Next weekend as well And thinking We might have a chance to Embarrass Hibs, the way things are going there. Uh, so it's a big weekend for them. The Hibs fans at Perth will be saying, well, come on, you're now playing 10 men. Uh, in the immortal words of Delia Smith, let's be avenue. Yeah, it changes the pressure slightly, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and do you know what? How many games have we seen where it just doesn't follow that playing 10 men is easier? Yeah. Yet there, it just we still are harsh on our own team if they can't get the business done against 10 men. It might not change anything about St Johnson's performance. So they just sit the same 10 men back. They've got one less attacker. 
Um, but yeah, it does change things. It changes the dynamic um, where Lee Johnson is concerned. As I say, he's had a torrid time of it. The 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 Premier Sports Cup is a farce. Uh, the results were poor. The performance is even worse. And then came the administrative howler, which put them out of the competition. Embarrassing. And then he's owner Ron Gordon's making a huge fuss about the fixture list unlike Jim Goodwin for example who's looking forward to going to Celtic Park tomorrow with Aberdeen because he's got a free hit a free hit at Celtic but uh, now Hibs in, in the position that they're in they, they they really need to be capitalising on the numerical advantage yeah double change for St Johnson in light of that May and McPherson on for Murphy and Bear. so just trying to get some some fresh legs It's not a particularly um, Defensive change I suppose it is Maybe McPherson Adding a bit more Yeah he'll, um, he'll just slot in A bit deeper than Where Jamie Murphy was deployed You know he'll, he'll drop in there Next to Melker Halberg They'll go 3-4-2 It will be now really With, with Stevie May and Graham Carey Trying to get close to him uh, So still plenty to play for there Still goalless Between St Johnston and Hibbs But the Saints are down to 10 men we do have a goal in all the other games now. Dundee United leading Kilmarnock at Rugby Park by a goal to nil. And Alan Forrest has just put Hearts one up at home to Ross County. I wonder if we'd see some life in Kilmarnock in the second half. I know Daz and Hugh both tipped United to win today. I thought it might be a draw because I thought they might be driven on. It's their first game back in the top flight. Attacking lineup. Denny McInnes would clearly want to take something from this game. I just thought there'd be a wee bit of life, but Gabriel's been quite quiet with stories of Kilmarnock attacking intent yeah not a great um, amount to tell you from there uh, some some of the names uh, from Ross County we did say about that turnover of players these won't be familiar names to you Olagby and Danda on Owura and Sims have gone off so that's four neither of which uh, none of which sorry we heard last season uh, Kelly are a bit ragged at the moment Gabriel says but the game's obviously still there for them only one goal in it I think, I think it's important for Kilmarnock going into Kilmarnock because they've got they've sold good season tickets. They'll get a good turnout today, as we've heard from uh, from Gabriel. Um, you try and keep the supporters on board. Um, try and get a result. Try and get something positive. Get people excited about coming and watching the team again. It's a lovely day. The crowds are out. Keep them in the ground. Make sure that they want to come back for more. And uh, that's why it's so important if you, especially at home. To try and get the three points on that board Marky McKay be wondering what happened You know, first half Fraser was telling us about chance after chance For Ross County The Hearts fans becoming more and more restive uh, And now It's all gone pear-shaped They're a goal down And it's just not happening for them Yeah, interesting end to this one coming up We're in that last sort of half an hour, isn't it? So that's when you just tend to see changes And maybe new signings coming on Trying to make an impact that we're certainly in that uh, portion of the game when that usually happens. There's attackers on the bench for Lee Johnson and Hibbs. You know, if you're looking for that breakthrough, I think if you're against ten men on the opening day of the season, after everything that's fallen for Hibbs in the last few weeks, they will want to push on and win that game. Would you turn to Christian Doidge? I think you probably oh, would. Yeah. I think Without you probably doubt. would. You know, they're still missing Kevin Nisbet. I think he's going to be out for the majority of the calendar year because of that horrible mm. knee injury. They've got a lot of young players there just signed. They're missing Aidan McGeady. I think I'd be looking at Christian Doidge I to think come off the bench. I think you've got to be so positive, Roger. It's the opening game of the season. Your opponents are down to 10 men. 
I think you've got to really put them under pressure yeah. and go for it. Dundee have pulled one back, so it's looking a little bit better than it was. They were 3-0 down, remember, at home uh, to Partick Thistle. Cami Kerr, uh, a real stalwart of the club, he's popped up with a rare goal on 64 minutes. Is that the fullback? Dundee one, Partick Thistle three yeah. is. Yeah, good player, boy. I like him. Um, so maybe some life left in that oh. one. I, I think... Sometimes the manner of defeat is important, Hugh. Dundee won't want to lose to their perceived title rivals at all, particularly at home. But three 0 is an absolute doing. If you, you know, if you somehow pull that back, show signs of life, three two, yeah. maybe even that, that definitely feels a good bit different. Yeah, even that one goal makes a difference. You know, if you've been beaten comprehensively at home and fail to score, that looks even worse. Uh, but 3-1 Just under half an hour to go You never know 3-2 sounds all the more uh, Of an improvement Yeah let's see if there's any life left in that one Before we debate too much longer Whether 3-2 is better than 3-1 And is better than 3-0 But you get where mm. we were going uh, With that one Teams are making the changes Trying to get themselves either uh, in front or back in the game Let's check in on that teaser as well Hugh if you don't mind I have put <coughs> alongside Kane Woolery, Jack Butland And Darren Bent I've been married by Mickey Mellon And Chris Hutton I've won the top flight and both major domestic cups In Scotland but never all three In the same season I have over 15 caps for my country Which is not Scotland Who am I? You're going to have to do better We've got some wrong answers Jamie says Tony Watt Nope um, Still loads for Adam Matthews Giovanni Van Staunchhorst Says Kyle Berem Kyle No, 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 no. Mm, Okay, keep the guesses coming then At Clyde SSB Let's see if you can get that Before the end of the day You've maybe got about mm, How are we doing here, Roger? 20 minutes or so left uh, On that one I have to say I know the answer Because I'm looking at it In a sheet of paper But It's I, hard I, I am thinking when, when did he play with him And Yeah I agree with you I can't I can't do the, the Kane I mean I can guess But I wouldn't have known The Kane Woolery connection I can make a guess at it Or Chris Hutton um, Managed by yeah. Chris Hutton When? Man of many clubs Yeah Yeah Yep. Well, you could narrow that one down That's where yeah. I was going down That was the path I was going down going to the World Cup With that, Ghana And I ran, t- ran into a dead end What? Christian They're going to the World Cup With Ghana There you are Is that right? Uh, Christian Doidge Is coming on For Hibs Yeah uh, Ian Harks Has been sent off For Dundee United oh, It's a yeah. second yellow He caught Liam Donnelly And will that Swing things back In Kelly's favour We spoke about it uh, In the St Johnson Hibs game It doesn't always uh, Follow But it's a bit of a lifeline For Kilmarnock They just Dundee United Had just brought on Niskanen for uh, Stephen Fletcher as well So they had just changed things And um, That does Alter Events Ian Harks Off for a second Yellow card In the newspapers this morning Talking about signing his contract And the summary left If you remember At the tail end of last season It looked as if mm, His yeah, United mm. career was over uh, They were desperate For him to stay They managed to talk him into Coming back And signing the new deal It was the start of a new season For him today But He's not lasted long Who is the, Will I call him down there This Today Oh, I must admit, the new refereeing strip is doing Willie Collum no favours either, Gordon. We'll get to the important stuff of the red card in a minute. That new, that, that's got to go. 
talking about the team's yeah, not you, looking you, sharp for the new season. You did, mention, you did mention it when we seen the kit at the 12 o'clock kickoff with Livingston. Um, yeah, look, Gordon, I, I don't care what they look like as long as they make the right decisions. Yeah, sometimes you like to feel good, but no, I, I agree, I agree. I'm not, I'm not really into my fashion, as you can tell. Uh, I look good standing next to Roger Reinoff, but um, I just think that the referee's kit's not the best just now. See, speaking of his fashion, and he, he gets a hard time for the way he comes in here sometimes. Mark Wilson will have a go. I got th- this random memory came to me from, and it was only a couple of years ago. The best thing about it is because of the change since then. Now, the one thing he does take seriously, as everyone knows, is his golf. He's got a lot of golf gear and then some far too much, more than any man uh, could ever wear. And actually, do you know what? Fair play to him. Some of it looks all right. So he's got, he's got all the gear, the shirts, the polo shirts, the jumpers, the jackets, trousers, all the law and the clubs and everything. But I was telling someone a story um, about when you first got back into golf just a few years ago, remember? You and I, we would yeah, go and play. Yeah, deal. Um, and you you were just getting back into it and it was one of the sunny days and you turned up with just a round neck t-shirt on which is not allowed and it was really sunny so he rolled these sleeves up (laughs) Roger Hanna like a makeshift vest tank top thing Uh I remember this and the cherry on top was he went to mark his ball right but he didn't have a ball marker so he marked his ball with a sleeve of paracetamol (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he took out his pocket The biggest ball marker you've ever seen Glistening in the sun I'm at the other side of the green thinking What is that? What is that? And over on a sleeve of paracetamol to mark his I ball. do remember that was the start of my venture into And he had uh, an old golf bag That he had been given, no less um, As a freebie, obviously mm-hmm. And it had a big hole in the bottom So he used to plug the hole with an old tammy He would like <laughs> stuff the tammy into the hole at the bottom of the bag what a change in a few years Because you're now addicted to buying yeah. the best of gear Yeah And it just I'm... came to me for some reason No, no, no day. He's now addicted to wearing the best of Aye. gear Buying yeah, is a true. whole different argument Yeah, because there's deals to be done out there Let me tell you In the financial climate uh, Liam Boyce is on for Lawrence Shankland A warm reception for both well, Says Fraser Wishart As you would expect As you'd expect when they're one up um, Wouldn't have been so warm if it had been still nil-nil uh, But by the sound of it Hearts are now dominant to have overcome their bad first half. Uh, and Malky Mackay will be disappointed. Walks on four, Paul Hartley's Hartley pool. Oh dear. Mm. Hat trick, that former mother striker, Danny Johnson. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. Paul Hartley, mm. I'm sure, will remember him. He's got a hat trick for Walsall. Motherwell could perhaps be doing with him at the moment. More about them later. I'm trying to put it off as long as I can. Uh, Cameron Clark sent off for Stirling Alway in 72 minutes. Not a good opening to the season for them. Uh, losing 2-0 at Dumbarton. And down to 10 men. Tony Watt's been withdrawn. That a more defensive? Certainly is. Is it Ross Graham? Let's yeah, come it's on. Ross Graham. So it's certainly a more um, defensive change. Daz could uh, send... Paul Hartley a text now and say if you're going to lose 4-0 lose in the first day of the season Uh, there you are you're in good company Fraser Wishart says I remember watching legendary Scots golfer Brian Barnes marking his ball with a can of lager correct (laughs) well done yeah I remember big Brian Barnes yes is that your inspiration was it no 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 but uh, like you um, I was up at St Andrews a week prior and it was just to go up there and see the golf and the stands and stand in that famous bridge, Gordon. That's better than lifting any cup at all. You nearly got hit, didn't you? 
Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Well, hold on. Watching the golf was better than lifting. No, any... standing on that famous bridge where Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, Tiger Woods nearly stopped. Um, I could have been. No, I, 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 I know all the, that, I know the history. Getting that photograph. That that that, that beats fo- anything. So, as a, a tourist, a member of the public, standing where anybody can go and stand if they want, yeah, means just, more to you than oh, winning yeah, something oh, at yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over that bridge. Yeah, that, Could, that, that's a fantastic memory. Can I a offer? Heartfelt apologies to any of the fans who paid to watch Gordon Diel over the years. Apologies to any of his former teammates. How can that? What? Anybody can but, go and get that picture taken. I know, but it, but it's the sentiment behind it. Anybody can go and win cups and medals if you're good. My daughter dropped a friend off at the old course when the Open was on, and it was coming back round the corner at St Andrews and stopped to let a gentleman. Cross over the road And he's, he came over to the car To say Thank you very much Glenn Hoddle Oh really Yeah Yeah some famous people Oh there. a lot of famous faces got Yeah bro- it, was, it was absolutely Absolutely 50th uh, open Absolutely brilliant Just to be a Weirdly part three, This is nowhere near Glenn Hoddle right? I'm scraping the barrel If we're talking celeb spotting here No offence if he's listening Um Three times There's a lot of people there So the chances of bumping into the same person I saw Steve Sidwell three times Remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. St Johnson manager? <laughs> no No, no, the boy played Man City Man City player, midfield player St Johnson manager? Played it. No, that was Steve Lomas um, <laughs> Played with Chelsea Man Reading, City, wasn't yeah, it? yeah Man City, yeah, no. He keeps saying Man City It's not going to It's not going to randomly no, no. be You sure you didn't play yeah, with I'm Man sure. City? You played for Man City, remember? You've seen the wrong one you are mixed up You're thinking Steve Lomas It's because they're ginger You've lumped <laughs> them both together There's about 25 years Between them in age Probably oh, right, But you've okay. got them a, Or maybe not as much as that But You think they've said little And Eddie Large Oh yeah I know Eddie very well uh, oh, Jordan White is on For Dominic Samuel uh, For Ross County Trying to, to get themselves Back in at Elgin One he's 5-3 D- Dunfermline in the lead as well Home to Alloa Matthew Todd That's a big goal For James McPay Hugh Yeah Well they say they used to be a very big club European football Scottish Cup wins the lot uh, And it's been very sad watching their decline um, So I think James McPaik Will do a good job there And I fancy them for promotion Sammy the Tommy still there does? Sammy the Tommy I've not been to East End Park for a long long while uh, Roger um, And Hugh's right mm. It's it was a terrific place to play I remember playing there In the Fife Derby Fife Derby 15,000 Ever yeah. spent your Saturday night At East End Park? Uh, no The Legends Suite Last Saturday Our colleague Stephen Mill His wedding reception Was in East End Park On yeah. a, on the Saturday night yeah. yeah So there we go I can Is... um, And producer Callum Was in Lorenzo's nightclub Until 4am apparently I'm not uh... I'm not familiar <laughs> With the venue I must admit I had headed home Long before Um I'll let producer Callum's embarrassment at that die down because we've got one of these, which is good timing. Goal flash with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Hearts to Ross County Nil and it's Barry Mackay had a very good season for Hearts last year. If you were being hypercritical, he probably could have added more goals. Well, he's got off and running this season. 77 minutes gone. Puts a bit of gloss on the result for Hearts. It's Hearts 2 Ross County Nil. Yeah, it certainly would be a home win now. Uh, so the proverbial game of two halves the crowd not happy at all with Hart's first half performance and now they've finished 2-0 winners and Hibbs still goalless and the two meet next week so uh, it's 
Good for Hearts today Not so good so far For Lee Johnson and Hibbs Well we can put that to bed Hearts have got three points We're now yeah. focused on the two games Where one of the teams is down to ten men yep. Can Hibbs take advantage of Murray Davidson's red card And get the win Lee yeah. Johnson so dearly yeah. needs And can Kilmarnock take advantage of Ian Hark's red card And get an equaliser a really good goal this from Barry Mackay It's a long ball, nice touch He's always had a great touch Takes out two defenders, dummies the goalie And then just rolls it into the empty net So well done to him, Hearts are 2-0 up Thanks to Barry Mackay It's the so, so one thing When he used to come to the coach I told him that he had to add to his game Was goals, Gordon If he was going to succeed at the top Because his ability um, His ability was brilliant See to watch him in a training He's so confident He would take the ball In any position He was honestly Fantastic first touch But he used to ask me For a bit of advice And I'd say Look you need to add goals Especially against Ross County at home He had a really good season though Roger Didn't he We were even Some people Talking about a Scotland call up At the end of last season Yeah He did really well And he, I think he got a contract extension Halfway through the season as well Didn't he He, was, he became so integral To everything that Hearts Were doing there And you know, Hans, the, the ten to line. I've done it again. Oh, today, Gordon. Oh, Three oh, however, back. however, goal flash with Clyde Built Home Improvements. A lifeline for Ross County, and it comes courtesy of the sub Jordan White, who only tends to score against Rangers usually, uh, but he's turning over a new leaf this season. It's a long ball over the top, just beats Craig Gordon, and then tucks it into the corner. So that's what he was brought on to do, Jordan White. Did you, not, did you not tell Barry Mackay The most important thing is Once you've scored a goal Don't yeah. concede straight away Yeah he wasn't listening at that time uh, But I'll tell you what Big Jordan White uh, He wasn't a success at Motherwell Let's be honest about it But Ross County seems to be a good fit for him He's a dangerous player uh, He's come on there And he's got them back into the game So And there they last what 10 minutes or something 9-10 minutes to go Scored the goal against Celtic That uh, cost Neil Lennon his job one Sunday evening in Dingwall. Uh, so ten minutes, yeah, as you say, does chances. I love it. his record last year was incredible. Though. He got six goals last season. In fact, five in the league, five league goals for Jordan uh-huh. White, uh-huh. four of them against Rangers. And, and I need to apologise to both you incredible. and Barry Mackay, does. Why? Apparently, he was subbed straight after his goal, and Halliday gets sent on before the Ross County scored. Sure, so Halliday's fault then. <laughs> I sent on to um, Yeah Yeah it was just after the goal Yep Andy Halliday has been brought on yeah. Just to shore things up He's good at that isn't he He'll be panicking He needs to win bonuses now the He's win. got that oh, big win Yeah absolutely Paid for a few of them They're not cheap What about the other night He was getting a bit of a There's a few suggestions That he looks very like New Rangers signing Rid van Yilmaz With a wig on <laughs> Uh, he was not happy about it We put a poll on Twitter Thousands of people replied and In favour of it They agreed But he was not having it Even his his new fiance uh, Sent in some oh, Very harsh opinion On oh, fiance. On him not looking Like Rid van Oh, oh did she oh, the language Oh wow yeah That's so, not good um, news But he, he He wasn't having it Whatsoever But there we go He's on mm. This afternoon Let's see what he does And we can rib him about it Next time he's on the show Kilmarnock's still trailing Dundee United It was something that we, we I think we were distracted they, they had hit the bar Ollie Shaw Was there any suggestions? Um, I don't think So we need to check in with um, Gabriel at the game If there was any suggestions That it was over the line But they did hit the bar I don't think I mentioned it Thomas O'Brien One of the nominees For player of the year In the championship last year He's been sent <laughs> off For our broth 
81 minutes gone in that one yeah they're down at here I think still nil-nil so you just wonder it seems to be a day of red cards in Scottish football mm, yeah. you just wonder if there's a, there's a chance for here to go on and get a win on early it. season exuberance I think we'll put it down to Cabraca's been booked for a challenge on McGowan um, Hibs against St Johnson Saints want a red for that they feel aggrieved because they've been reduced to 10 men but the referee having none of it I love this never let it be said that we shy away from the big issues on the show we actually have had a tweet from Paul Wilkie who says what on earth have they done with the referees new tops they are absolutely minging I quite like them says Paul oh no 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 I don't know what Adidas have done it's that sort of weird V neck thing a man of Willie Collum's when I, physical shape as well when I started to go at football the referee wore a jacket on mm. the pitch yeah yeah Seriously? Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of jacket? I need to find pictures of this. Shoot yeah, jacket. Google Jack Mowat or Tiny, tiny Horton. Tiny, 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 yeah. tiny. Oh, he had a duffel coat on. <laughs> tiny Horton. Horton. W H A R T O N. One of the most famous referees yeah, ever. Come on, come on. Calm down. Calm when you'll see this for a jacket. Um, he was thinking of Tim Horton Yeah you know, That's where he that's was today. From a breakfast this morning <laughs> yep. Genuinely I got Before I, I picked him up I got a text you want in there Tim's The legendary get some Tim bits. European mm. Cup final Real Madrid 7-9 track Frankfurt 3 At Hamden Jack Mowat Was yeah, the referee Yeah yeah I can see it The old shirt and jacket Wow yeah. what a look How things have changed well, I'll tell you what It's better than that abomination That they're wearing this season I'm not happy with that Whatsoever No I even had an anonymous message from a official in Scotland who oh. agrees. Oh, 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 hold on. Hold on, I'll check my phone because I know them all. Oh, I don't speak to the same people as you, believe me. Yeah, we try I, to keep I our circles to, separate if we can. I talk to it. Uh, is it not the case that the outfits are nice but the referees are misshapen? No, that's the thing. Willie Collum keeps himself very trim. It just it looks sort of baggy and awkward. Nah, I'm not having it. What about uh, this for Clyde Gordon? Yeah, Queen of the South 1, Clyde 3, Jordan Allen. What a terrific start to the season that Is Danny still at Clyde? Yeah, yeah Danny's yeah. still there and an ex-teammate of mine. No, they're away today, so that's not an issue, but no longer at Broadwood either. No, that's where correct. Are, where, where are they playing then? Hamilton? Yeah. Is it Hamilton? Yeah. yeah. In Queen's Park at Oakleview until Lesser Hamden's ready. Um, that's taking a while. Yeah. I walked past it in the summer, um, looked through the gate, and it looked magnificent. Yeah, it looked the, great. The new pitch... I suppose every sort of newly laid pitch looks good, but in, just in particular, it looked it looked absolutely brilliant. I must say. And so hopefully we get to see that in action sooner rather than later. Well, well we've come wait. to the end of the day, and we've got a goal somewhere. Well, I was sincerely hoping. Just going to say before we do get a hopefully climactic finish, I'm going to see some of our younger listeners tonight, Hugh, oh. heading off from here to Paisley to. Hand over some awards to the Glenville 2008 football Bobby. team. Young boys, don't listen to the show. Good one afternoon in the studio, he's he thinks he's a celebrity. He's now doing functions. He oh. thinks he's Ant and Deck. They'll all be listening to the show this afternoon. They, yeah. love, they, they love the Dazzler. So do yeah. the mothers. But yeah, but hold on. They love the Dazzler, but they've asked yeah. you yeah. to hand out yeah. the end of season I awards. I presume Daz refused. Incredible I, I, I refuse nothing like that Especially with a fee involved um, But no Listen wish a lot Yeah well done to the lads uh, yeah, and Congratulations the girls, all, the all the winners Shall tonight. we get this done? The teaser Yeah I suppose we should There's a few minutes left So why not round off That second half teaser The second half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online 
I have played alongside Kane Woolery, Jack Butland and Darren Bent <coughs> I have been managed by Mickey Mellon and Chris Hutton I've won the top flight and both major domestic cups in Scotland But never all three in the same season I have over 15 caps for my country Which is not Scotland Who am I? I am Paddy McCourt Paddy McCourt Well done if you got that right I thought that was really tough But as usual Our listeners are just Top of the class Outstanding effort Chris Johnson In third place Jonathan Wood in second And Lee Collins Is the winner Well done to the three of you And you know what I like new names as well Sometimes we've got Some real serial Winners out there Who are brilliant every week But these guys Have stepped up to the plate At the start of the new season So well Done you three We've got a lot of There we are What did I say about the gloss Coming off the result Tyler French has made it Dundee 2 Partick Thistle 3 With 5 minutes to go <sighs> Lee Connolly's been sent off For Queen of the South Bonnie Rig Rose A first ever game One. In the SPFL They are 2-0 up Against Forfer Thanks to Scott Gray And it's not just Players based in Scotland Who are being sent off today Our international defender Grant Hanley Has been shown a second yellow as well for Norwich as they trail Cardiff by a goal to nil. What about them for a yo-yo club? You know, <sighs> up and down, and this is the down part again, and uh, they've started off badly. Uh, so, do you Delia, think Delia will need to do something about it? Do you it. think she storms into Grand Hanley and shouts, "Let's be having you"? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's what's well, the parachute payment thing, isn't it, Roger? Every time you go down, you get the big, yeah, you, you get the big windfall, and it allows you to be better than what you're going down to face, but well, not good enough to look stay at, up. Look at the teams who went up last season: Fulham and Bournemouth, who had just come back down. Oh, and let me stop you right there, goal. and you won't mind when you hear the drama we've got. Goal flash with Clyde Built Home Improvements. And it is an equaliser for Kilmarnock on their return Hammers in a volley Does Ash Taylor in at the far post One of the summer signings Derek McInnes knows him well Not necessarily for his goal scoring But he has brought Kilmarnock level We did say Dundee United down to 10 men Would it go against them? And it has Rugby Park erupts A terrific home crowd in there on the opening day And they've enjoyed what they've witnessed right at the death Late drama, 90 minutes on the clock And it looks like Kelly will take a point on the opening day Absolute sickener for all concerned But when uh, Dundee United went down to 10 men After Ian Harks was red carded The onus was on Kilmarnock to make use of that advantage And uh, they have done So a sickener for Jack Ross all the Dundee United players But particularly For producer Cal Yeah being described As a real striker's finish From Ash Taylor oh. He's lashed a volley High into the roof of the net He's got the captain's armband on He wheels away Much to the delight Of the Kilmarnock faithful They will have enjoyed that He can do that can he Did not do it against A bro towards the end of last season Equaliser before Blair Olsen Then went on to get the winner In that crucial game At the top of the championship He's done it before Derek McInnes and for Aberdeen and it wouldn't surprise me if it was like a striker's finish because he really does have that in his yeah. locker Gordon. Jack Ross might be disappointed I think two of his defenders get caught underneath the same ball and it allows Ash Taylor to peel round the back and he's got time it's still a difficult finish do, on do the you, angle do you know that the, 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 you're saying sickening thing there Hugh see See if you get outplayed 11 v 10 you can accept that as a manager right because uh-huh. you've been maybe caught out position that's a set play 
It doesn't matter It's a living That's true. That's a well, simply You should defend it better Does it maybe throw A bit of chaos Into who's picking up who or? Um, Well You should have that Information on the yeah. pitch I mean God, Ian Harks Won't have been marking exactly. Ash Taylor anyway but exactly. Maybe just a knock on effect uh, Kelty Hearts nil, FC Edinburgh uh, 2 so that's a, a good start to the season for them and not a great start to life in League One for Kelty. Nice right. for Derek McInnes to come out at Marzell to know that his players believe it ain't over till it's over. They've mm. hung in there and uh, they've got their reward. As a Saturday studio rookie, Gordon, can I inquire... These Akers, am I, am I able to cash out anytime soon? <laughs> so remind me of your option. You did go for a, a draw. And hearts to win And I draw it pal Did you oh, He is showing off Swanning into yeah. the studio And doing what you two can't do In 50 Saturdays Across mm. a season And David Thrill's just burst my bubble He has indeed We've got one of these Goal Flash With Clyde Built Home Improvements And Hibs have snatched it <laughs> At the death again It's the 10 men Who can't hang on St Johnson down to 10 men We think it was Josh Campbell That got the final touch but it won't matter too much to Lee Johnson or those travelling Hibs fans because they will take all three points on the opening day barring a late miracle 1-0 right at the death and Hibs have got the goal that they've been craving all afternoon Hugh Keevans well out of jail um, you know it would not have looked good had Hibs lost on the first day of the season uh, and particularly against 10 men and they have snatched Victory from the jaws of a draw. Yeah, you've got to say the manager, Hibs manager Johnson, will be over the moon yeah. with that. That's and Callum Davidson obviously introducing eight new signings today, down to ten men, thinking, you know what, we'll take a we'll take a point, something to build on. Been snatched away from him, but well done to Hibs. Full time whistles are starting to go. We've even got one in the Premiership. It comes at Rugby Park, and here's Gabriel. Full time here at Rugby Park, it's Kilmarnock 1, Dundee United 1. A thunderous strike from Dylan Levitt just before the interval was cancelled out by a last minute smashing volley from Ash Taylor. Early on in the first half, United were keeping the ball well. Levitt was controlling the game, but Killy had significantly more chances. But Polworth had two shots saved by Birigiti and curled one more just wide from 20 yards. At United's only effort before the goal was a tame Mulgrew free kick, but in the 44th minute against the run of play, Dylan Levitt on his first game as a permanent United player fired them ahead the ball broke in the box to Stephen Fletcher who took his time he softly rolled a back heel into Levitt's path who rifled the ball into the roof of the net and it was the worst time for Killy to possibly concede as the second half started it was United on the front foot uh, Mulgrew bent over two free kicks uh, it was a bit ragged from Killy and the crowd here started to get agitated but in the 72nd minute Ian Harks handed them a lifeline he was shown a second yellow card after he caught Liam Donnelly a daft foul it must be said uh, Polworth fired over and the pressure started to turn up with 15 minutes to go Ollie Shaw received a sliding through ball he hammered the ball off the underside of the crossbar with his left foot it was so close to crossing the line that the rugby park goal music was accidentally played around the ground but it wasn't over United brought on an extra defender they sucked up the pressure they headed out all of Kilmarnock's crosses uh, Fraser Murray Kerr McEnroy wingbacks just couldn't find a man in the middle of the box however in the 90th minute after all of that pressure the ball arrived to Ash Taylor's boot at the far post from a corner and like a true striker he smashed the ball in 
into the net. Rugby Park absolutely erupted. And the fans around me here clapping all of their players off. They're delighted with a point. United were decent and nearly held on, but the sending off clearly cost them. Killy's pressure paid off and the crowd delighted, just like manager Derek McInnes. A cracking opening game in the Premiership. A draw, a fair result. Full-time here at Rugby Park. Kilmarnock 1, Dundee United 1. Well, won. the Kilmarnock fans enjoyed that towards the end, didn't he? Just a point, but the nature of it, certainly one that will send them home relatively happy. A wonder strike from Dylan Levitt to set Dundee United on their way. They were then reduced to 10 men, and Kilmarnock snatch a point thanks to Ash Taylor. Now, we did have late drama between St Johnson and... And Hibs, they've taken the lead, have the Easter Road side on their travels. There is still time uh, for things to change there, but we're running out of it. And there were four minutes added on at Tynecastle, maybe about two minutes ago. So we're nearly there. And again, there is a chance there. Ross County, maybe just one more opportunity to throw that ball up, try and feed off the scraps, and uh, maybe get an unlikely equaliser after falling 2 0 down. Uh, in that one So we'll keep you posted Don't forget the open line's pretty much here So let's hear you right now 01419511025 What are your thoughts on today's game? Kelly fans You'll be happy The Hearts fans Should be happy Hibs Partick Thistle fans Would be nice to hear from you And what about you Rangers fans An opening day victory What did you make of it all? We'll get on to tomorrow We'll talk Motherwell and managers It is all happening We could probably extend the phone in Till 8 o'clock But Gordon Dale's got big plans tonight so we will not do that to him. Still waiting on the full-time whistles from the other games. We can't be far away, certainly at McDermott Park. You would have to think so. But um, Kelly fans enjoyed that one, Hugh? Uh, yeah, uh, it always feels to supporters like a moral victory when you score in 90 minutes plus one. Uh, and it always feels to the team who have lost the goal and lost two points as a consequence like a punch to the solar plexus. Yeah, I think I think Derek McInnes will be delighted. Um, you know, D- Dundee United made it very difficult for them, but it's a point. Yeah, and just like that, full time then at Tynecastle. Here's Fraser. Hearts two, Ross County one. Hearts not at their best. County caused them real problems in the first half, especially, but just about deserved win for the Jambos to get off to a flying start with a win in the first day of the season. Probably just about deserved it for their second half performance. Two terrific goals by Alan Forrest and Barry Mackay winning the points. Though Jordan White did give County hope towards the end by pulling a goal back. County, as I said, by far the better team in the first half. They hit the woodwork twice. Dominic Samuel with a header that Gordon Standing watching hit the post and Sims couldn't turn the rebound into the back of the net. That was from a very dangerous cross by Owen Edwards, who was excellent throughout. And two minutes later, Edwards cut in from the left hand side, hit a 20 yard dipping shot. Again, Craig Gordon well beaten, it hit the bar and came out and Gordon made three or four decent saves as well which showed where the, the game was going in that first half Ars did have one decent chance Lawrence Shankland closed a 30 yard shot and Mackay missed hit a coffee cut back overall that's pretty poor and needed to move the ball quicker in the second half to and get the front three into the game and it was much better in the second 45 Alan Forrest beat three men inside the box his left foot shot beat Laidlaw and it was kicked off Randall but just a couple of minutes later it was Forrest that opened the scoring he started to move on the edge of the box and continued his run into the six yard box Grant fed Cochran in the left back cut the ball back brilliantly into the six yard box and an excellent low finish tucked away by Forrest from six yards County struggled to get forward as they had in the first half Malky Mackay threw on Danda in a league being to attack Callahan tested 
Gordon from 25 yards, but then it was all over virtually in, by a brilliant goal by Barry Mackay. A long ball over the top, you have to watch it until there's a brilliant first touch, took out two defenders, and ran into the box, two defenders get back to him, he beat one again, then dummied the goalkeeper and stroked the ball into the back of the net. One brilliant goal by Mackay, but almost immediately Mackay was substituted and then County grabbed a lifeline, a simple goal, ball over the top, defence nowhere and sub Jordan White beat the advancing Craig Gordon to the ball and tucked the ball into the net under the goalkeeper but to be honest that wasn't particularly a lifeline as County didn't really look like grabbing an equaliser and Hart so out time for the three points good to be back at the football never dull at Tynecastle Robbie Nielsen will be quite happy with the three points had to work hard though performance maybe not quite what he wanted but Malky Mackay he'll rue that first half when they were really on top but could score that vital opener good game to watch here at Tynecastle full time Hearts 2 Ross County 1 uh, yeah, good victory for Hearts on the opening day. What about their city rivals? It's finished at McDermott Park. Here's David Friel. Full time, Gordon St Johnston now Hibs won. You can hear the Hibs fans in fine voice behind the goal. Lee Johnson, the manager, claimed the football and gods were against them this week. Well, they got a break in Perth with Josh Campbell's late winner against St Johnston. Callum Davison side played the last 32 minutes with 10 men after Murray Davison was sent off for a reckless challenge in Ryan Portis. And Hibs finally took advantage. Total drama here in injury time when sub Josh Campbell met Ewan Henderson's corner to give them a much needed win on the road. Hibs, to be fair, had the best of the first half. Henderson wasted a good chance in 28 minutes. He was picked out by Marian Cabraja's cross, but he volleyed wide from eight yards. Home side, they were pretty poor throughout, let's be honest, but they had a brief flurry after the break when Jamie Murphy headed wide, but Hibs were still the better team. Eli Yuan was unlucky with a header. Then came that red card in 58 minutes. Murray Davison, he tried to start a counter-attack, but he took a heavy touch and then wiped out Ryan Portis. To be fair to Ewan Anderson, the referee, he did take his time before showing the red card. It looked like St John's would be pulled on. They really, really defended well, but Hibs' pressure finally paid off at the death when Josh Campbell met the corner and the ball was forced over the line. Full-time at McDermott Park, St Johnston now Hibs won. And just like that, the first Saturday of a new league season is over, which means it's your chance to have your say on the day's big talking points. 0141 951 1025. Come on, what did you make of your team's performance? Are you happy? Are you angry? Are you somewhere in the middle? All the usual fun that you've missed out on over the last nine weeks. I'm sure there are refereeing decisions, there are other talking points that you want to get through, and that's before we even look ahead to tomorrow. Flag day at Celtic Park, Motherwell without a manager. Before the league season's even started, what a place Scottish football is, but you are what makes it. So it's 0141-951-1025. Pick up that phone and let us know how you're feeling. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Ah, what a first day of the new league season here in Scotland. The full-time results are about to follow, but just a quick reminder, it's now over to you to have your say. You've waited nine weeks, ten weeks for the new league season. And now it's almost finished, the first match day, so give us your thoughts. Were your team good? Were they bad? Were they somewhere in the middle? Did the referee annoy you? Was there something else you want to get off your chest? This is the place to do it. 0141-951-1025. Just to whet your appetite, a reminder of the scores. Livy 1, Rangers 2, Hearts 2, Ross County 1, Kilmarnock 1, Dundee United 1, and St Johnston 0, Hibs 1. That is the Premiership. In the Championship, uh, Air United 0, Arbroath 0, Cove Rangers 2. Wraith Rovers 0 Dundee 2 Partick Thistle 3 Hamilton Ackies 1 Morton 1 And Inverness 1 Queen's Park 1 Into League 1 then We go Dunfermline 1 Alloa 0 Falkirk 0 Montrose 0 Kelty Hearts 0 FC Edinburgh 2 
Peterhead nil, Airdrionians 2 And Queen of the South 1, Clyde 4 And finally into League 2 we go Bonnie Rig Rose 2, 4 for nil, Dumbarton 2, Stirling Albion nil, Elgin 1, East 5 3 Stenhouse Muir 1, Albion Rovers 0 And Stranraer 1, and an Athletic 0 Quite a day, Hugh Keevans Yeah, well, the important thing uh, at The Championship, uh, the title race Rangers at one point Looking as if they might suffer A calamitous day on day one But uh, they pulled themselves together And finished up deserved winners against Libby It's over to Celtic tomorrow In front of 60,000 at Celtic Park A flag to be unfurled Tremendous celebrations prior to the game And then Jim Goodwin's Aberdeen Can they come and spoil the party? Terrific drama for the first few days of the season You know we have a manager fired on the eve of the season Gordon We start off with Joel Nubley scoring after four and a half minutes And Rangers having to climb the mountain to get the win And then in the three o'clock games Red cards, two goals in injury time It really has got us off to a dynamic start Yeah we've had great talking points uh, this afternoon uh, Gordon starting in the early game and obviously Rangers going behind and then I thought second half they, they were excellent they deserved to win the game for me you look at Hearts you know a lot expected a little bit of pressure on them but they go over the line come on up Dundee United share of the points down there and Hibs off to a good start against the struggling against St Johnston down to 10 men and we've got two Terrific games to look forward to tomorrow Let's get stuck straight in then Shall we 01419511025 Scott's a Rangers fan in Falkirk How would you sum up things today for you Scott? Okay, um, I don't know where to begin So the, the first half um, wasn't so good um, With the, the early goal conceded um, Really I think that was Sewer's um, The Sewer's fault to be fair um, Wrong side um, We're looking to, to further into the game um, I think Livingston should have had a man sent off um, I think it should have been a yellow second yellow card um, The referee didn't make that decision Livingston got off and won And then were able to make a substitution um, I think also as well I, I don't see Suter um, Being with Rangers For well, for getting a game with Rangers For very long um, I just don't see him um, I just don't think he's fit enough Obviously that's, that's by the by Because obviously we're at the start of the season But I just don't see him very confident at the back. Um, and I think that's that's a big fault. Second half, fantastic. Uh, two goals to have me are fantastic for the free kick. Um, and obviously, Arthur's coming on and making a difference um, to get us level. But um, overall, I think the referee had a howler and was... I don't, I don't know what you think, but I think the referee, were, the referee was quite quick to give out yellow cards to Rangers. But I just didn't see that for Livingston and Adam. I know maybe I'm, I'm speaking from a Rangers perspective But that, that's how I did feel Well let's start with the positives Before we start blaming referees for everything uh, Scott's happy with the second half performance And understandably so Hugh It was a vast improvement wasn't it? Yeah But also Scott has delivered a one game verdict on John Souter Which mm. is I'm trying to start on the positives But go on then but, You know Rangers won That's the positive um, A one game verdict on John Souter And we really have to Give players more than one game Before delivering the verdict You know, 25 years ago When Henrik Larson passed the ball to Chick Charlie And Hibbs scored the goal that beat Celtic If you'd written off Henrik Larson after one game You'd have missed an awful lot uh, I'm not comparing John Souter to Henrik Larson But one game You can't say that he won't get game time for Rangers On the strength of one afternoon 
He certainly looks nervous to me, uh, Gordon. I think it may be a case. I'm with you. You can't just you just can't blow somebody out after one game and say, No, you're not good enough. He had a terrific season with Hearts. We know the injury situation, he's back from that. Uh he did look nervous. Sometimes it takes a bit more time to settle into a club, you know, especially the expectations on you. I think Roger mentioned that if he'd have made that mistake with Hearts last season nobody had a blink to an eye he was on about but the minute you make that with a team like Rangers or Celtic in Scotland it's scrutinised right away he needs time to settle in but he's got competition and that's the thing he knows the pressure's on at Hearts he could make a mistake this week make a mistake next week he'll probably guarantee his game the following week you do that at Rangers you'll soon find yourself sitting on the bench watching and waiting for your chance again. But I totally agree with you. I don't think you can just write off Sunday mm. after one game. But the positives, I keep going back to it. People say Livingston's a difficult place. Yes, Rangers weren't at their best. Brilliant Livingston, the way they went about their business. I thought second half, I don't I don't see a lot of complaints you could throw at Rangers. One, they made the substitutions. They made an impact. They won the game. They mm. created chances. So I think it was a good day for Rangers Scott, the guys feel you're being a bit quick to judge John Souter Is that a fair accusation? Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you remember remember last um, last year when I did say no, I made a, a couple of predictions itself um, But I think obviously, I will not go into that But I do think last year obviously we chucked the league away ourselves But um, I think, I remember I, I had a call saying that we don't need to um, I, I did say that um, and, and it's a good point I, I mean, I can understand um, Hugh's perspective that you know, yeah, do you know what it is, one game? I get that, right, okay, so, you know, we, we brush that off and we move on, but I just don't see, I, I just don't see the qualities that, um, for the back of Rangers. And as I said, Hearts, you'll get away with that, you will. Um, but if you start to do that week in, week out, make those mistakes. As I said, I mean, even the one where, it, um, I think it was, it was at Newbury, he got one-on-one with Goldson. Yep. Um, you know, he got by he got by Suter, he was one-on-one with Goldson. If, if Goldson hadn't, and, and very well played for Goldson actually hadn't kept the head um, you know distracted them and then that ball went over the bar I mean there was there was a chance of, um, you know two and then I think I think there was another two points where one the, the ball came in the box and there was a a kerfuffle with the keeper um, and obviously Livingston striker but um, you just didn't see him go. he missed his man there if you actually you see that again and then even the, the free header that Livingston got um, I mean at the back that was um I think that was that was sort of coming in, in again. So there's a couple of mistakes that he's made. Fair enough, it's just his first game, but there there is I can see nervousness there. And and I think when we get this other defender in, I don't know if he's in yet. Um, but I think to be honest, well, um, I just don't see him going to be playing at the back. I, I just don't. Yeah, I mean Ben Davies is there, um, Roger. I guess both things can be true. It's one game. You don't want to judge too quickly, but. At a club like Rangers, if you have someone like Ben Davis there, you, you might find you don't get loads of opportunities. Is that fair? You never know. You, you just don't know how it's how it's going to be. You know, Ben Davis is behind the rest in terms of fitness. That's why he's not involved today. Uh, I would expect Suter to keep his place. James Sands has, has played about at centre half pre season as well and came on for John Suter in the second half. But if, I know you want to accentuate the positives, Gordon. There was a lot of questions asked of Rangers today. And they answered them Even before the two goals I think both you and Daz Mentioned There was a momentum building Rangers had had Advice We might describe it as From the management at half time After that insipid First half performance 
And they did what they needed to do in the second half It did need Arfield to come off the bench It did need the captain to provide another one of those set pieces But they won And they can now go to Belgium mm. Knowing that they haven't shared any points In the first weekend of the Premiership season Scott wasn't happy Felt Livy should have been down to 10 men Agreed uh, yeah, I think the, the fact that uh, David Martindale immediately replaced Kankar uh, suggested that he knew he'd got away with one and also that he was about to get a belated one unless he took the player out of there. Uh, so, yeah, he, he could have gone. It's, it, it's, old, it's the inconsistency of it. Five or ten minutes earlier, Don Robertson books Glenn Kamara what you were describing as stopping a, a promising attack Philip Cancarn stopped a promising attack now I wasn't convinced it was a booking but if you're booking Glenn Kamara mm. five or ten minutes earlier then you can make an argument that uh, it is a booking yeah, you have to try and get in the referee's head which is never easy was it as much of an obvious attack I don't know Was was who was it was it Nubly yeah. and he probably put it round the other side of um, Kamara was was you know running directly forward. Whether Don Robertson doesn't think it was quite as much of an attack, I don't. I don't know. You know, only he can answer those questions, Gordon. Um, but it, there's, it's always going to be highlighted, as Hugh says, when, yeah. when the substitution gets made thereafter. Then it, it, it's your own personal opinion on it. When I watched it in in real time, Gordon, I thought that like David Martindale, we've got away with one here. Get him off the pitch, and I thought the the manager made the right decision. I thought the boy was very lucky to stay in the pitch. I thought it was a second yellow. Um, but it didn't affect the game because Rangers went on and picked up the three points. Uh, thank you to Scott 01419511025. Do you agree or disagree with what you're hearing? Please share your thoughts before we bring in John. Uh, let's hear from Giovanni van Bronckhorst and what he made of the opening day three points. Of course, really happy with the, with the points. I think the start of the game wasn't uh, wasn't good from our side. You know, we didn't look sharp with the goal against us, so that you know took us out of the game. Uh, I think we didn't play our normal game the first half, especially when we had the ball, not taking the right position, not attacking the right zones in the right moments. Second half, we did much better and uh, created a lot of chances to score. In the end, happy with the, with the two goals we scored because it means we have uh, three final points first game of the season. We knew the danger they, they had, the big striker up front, you know, who can make it very difficult. We said, you know, with the long balls, we have to be ready for the duel, but also especially the second ball. Cannot be when they have a long ball and we don't have any player making contact with the ball and trying to win the duel. The fullback could could, could win the ball without any, any pressure. It's impossible. And then in the back... You know the, the ball fell behind, so we weren't you know good enough in 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 uh, in anticipating on that ball, and uh, you know a great goal for their side, but you know impossible for us to give a goal like this away. So the thoughts there of Rangers manager Giovanni van Bronckhorst. But what do you think? What did you make of today's action? Whether you're a Rangers, Livy, or support any of the other teams out there, pick up the phone and let us know. John, as a Rangers fan, has done just that. What did you take away from today, John? Hi, two two Gordons, Roger and Shu. Hello, uh, how you doing? How you doing? All right. Good, yeah, to, good, to, good to hear you. Good to, good to be, be back. back. Missed uh, it on a Saturday. What did you make it today then? Uh, also, I'm going to the first the first time I've been on that series, and I'm going to I'm going to agree with with, uh, with you uh, to the first call of the boys Scott. I mean, a fellow Rangers fan. I, I think we've got to watch what I've been here with the boys suit on. I mean, it's, to me that the boys are a good player. He is a good player, and the day we just won a day, probably one of the days we know. You don't get away with that when you're playing the Rangers. But if you looked at the last season in the Scottish Cup final, the last game of the season, 
I thought it was quite they did a good game that day, even though Hearts were just be beat Hearts. But so I, I think I'm going to watch it. Then we've seen this with the fellow Rangers players in the past, like guys like Tavernier, <laughs> and look at how he turned it. So. No, listen. That, listen. I'll let plenty of time, John. I think that's a good tone to kick off because John Lundstrom. Okay, we've only yeah. been talking about it this week as to how this time last season people weren't convinced, and then he went on to be a main man. Um, it is worth bearing in mind. John Souter was brilliant that day against Rangers in the Scottish Cup final. He's put in good performances for his country. Maybe you just need to calm down on the, the knee jerk reactions. There is an intensity to the criticism of players now. Not just Rangers players, players at any club. There's an intensity that that continues to grow, but particularly at Rangers and Celtic. Uh, and I think it's been created by the years that Rangers spent in the lower leagues and that the old firm rivalry ceased to be for a while. Now it's back and back with a vengeance. And if fans feel that players are letting the side down in some way, they really are very quick to let you know about it. But I just feel you cannot deliver a one-game verdict without being accused of just being silly, basically. Yeah, I think the difficulty just today, Roger, before he's got the chance to make up for it, it's because it wasn't just the goal. There was just an all-round, unlike John Souter oh, performance. He's, he's had one today, yeah. you know, from those opening five minutes when... Joel Nubley just shook him off and lifted the ball over John McLaughlin. He then took the booking for, for pulling back Nubley. Um, he might have taken a second booking early in the second half. Big fistful of Nubley's shirt down in the corner. Nubley then shook him off again to get through and threaten John McLaughlin's goal. And then the final insult, he was taken off and replaced by James Sands. So he has had a league debut to forget for Rangers. But it would be silly, as you says, to write him off because he's a player of quality. That's why Rangers were so keen to get him in um, And I think he'll bounce back from this uh, John, take it away I know you had other points to make Obviously, on the performance I mean, the first half was not great but As Godwin says but once we, The second half, once we scored There was only one winner I mean, uh, on the, on the, the, if I can maybe talk about VAR I mean, we didn't need VAR for the, for the second yellow card that, that Don Rob, I don't know what Don Robertson's all about that's a, that's a, I don't want to see anybody get sent half But that's a, it's a red card all day long but VAR, the, 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 the goal at Colac... Oh, just on that one though, John, I mean, VAR wouldn't have made any difference to that sending off for Livingston today. Well, that's what, well, that's what I'm saying. All right, OK. We didn't, we, we didn't need VAR for, the, for that one. Ah, got you. I thought you meant it was so obvious that we didn't need VAR. I thought that's what you meant. My apologies. Oh, sorry, no bother, darling. Don Robertson's watched it. He's, to me, he's not went to the rules. Like, see, we don't want to see anybody get sent off, but it's a second yellow, it's off. But the, the VAR would have, the goal Colac scored. I mean, he's onside. Mm. He's level, so if he's level, it's a goal. <clears throat> you know, I know the linesman's on the other side, and if you look at it on scan, shows you a couple of angles, uh, and then you, you see, you probably maybe kind of see the, the rookies of players, but he's he's, he's definitely in line. Gordon, so see, see my, my problem with, with those, John. But like, you might be right. But how many times now? Because we've seen VAR a lot, right, in England and elsewhere, international games. How many times have you thought a player looked on and it's given off, or a player looked off and it's given on? The answer must be loads of times, yeah. So based on what we've seen You might be right I keep saying it But Are you really that sure About the Cholak one Given everything we've seen from VAR To me I can only speak for myself I can't speak for anybody else It looked level So if he's level It's a goal No but you've just admitted That there have been loads of times When you have watched games with VAR That you've thought a player was onside And he turned out not to be When they drew the lines 
don't think we're falling out I'm just asking you know based on your own experiences because it was you that said it you said there are loads of times you agreed that you think players are on and they're off or vice versa so I'm just wondering why you're so confident about this one do all those other examples not suggest that sometimes it's hard to tell from that one view that's how I looked at it just on another kind of a positive front I, looked, I like to look at the boy Lawrence uh, I, like, I like to look at it and I like to the big the boy Malin to come on and obviously as Rangers went on I wrote Ryan Kent the first half wasn't great but the second half he, he was good he, he, pulled the, he pulled the defenders wide and I mean and Rangers started to stretch Livingston and the two goals mm. two, two goals were, were different class I mean Oh, he loves him And you can't yeah. argue with the impact today, Gordon, can you? No, you can't uh, I, I think the, the first substitution Was a very good substitution Tillman come on at half time I thought he'd get involved in the game I thought he changed the game I thought they moved the ball quicker Obviously game plan Get more balls to Kent Try and get in behind Try and move the Livingston back men Because they were very well organised And then obviously you bring on a guy like Arfield And Arfield's goal sums him up for me As I say I know that you watch him in the header But I'm watching his movement As Kent's just about to put his foot in the ball And he absolutely kills his marker His marker's no chance to recover It's a great glancing header And from then on I think everybody uh, Is thinking right Okay Rangers are going to go and win this And Tavernier steps up With a free kick On the On the On the offside goal I, I, I looked at it the right away and I thought, yeah, he's just went too early. You need to watch again. It's very, very tight, but it didn't matter. No, well, that's thought, the I point though. Watching it again might not do you any use no, because no. we can all pretend that we can tell yeah. until you you watch games with VR and you realise that you can't. But I just thought, I thought on a positive note for Rangers, and I know they came in for a little bit of criticism in the first half and they went in 1 0 and they looked a bit flat. Of course they did. Their manager even said that. You get days like that I just thought the response second half I thought the manager earned his corn Substitutions made that impact uh, Tempo the game changed They created chances They ran out deserved winners I thought all credit to Livingston Put up a great battle But Rangers deserved the three points afternoon and Whilst we're on the subject of the controversial moments We just condensed them all uh, David Martindale said he wasn't sure That there was a foul Which ruled out a late Livy goal um, said he'd need to see it back That sort of thing Roger we ha- we had another look at it Livy did have the ball in the net And it, w- it was ruled out Did you see much wrong with it? There, there may have been a foul In front of the, the front post When the ball came in But if there was It, it was a soft And to be fair to Don Robertson He did blow up Very early mm. Before the ball was in the net There weren't many complaints From the Livingston players At the time I would like to see it again No Gordon um, David Martin We've got a classic opening day We've got a manager suggesting that may have been robbed of a equalising goal. We've got uh, Rangers fans saying a Libby player should have been sent off. Uh, also, the referee was wrong to disallow Cholak's goal. Uh, so it's exactly what I expected on day one of this title race between Rangers and Celtic. And it will be the same tomorrow when Celtic play Aberdeen there will be controversies that will be chewed over. Yeah, it's all good fun. Thank you, John. 01419511025. Today's football, tomorrow's football, you decide. It might be a good time to hear from some Celtic fans. It's flag day after all. What are you expecting? 01419511025. Plenty more calls and reaction to today's games next. The games are over. The talking begins. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line.
Hugh Keevans, Roger Hanna and Gordon Diella Looking back on all the day's big talking points And looking ahead to tomorrow's games as well Two big games, one of them Involving a team on day one of the season Who don't have a manager That is Scottish football for you Motherwell fans, how are you feeling? Still the right decision? Now that the emotion of the Sligo game is maybe starting to subside Is it still the right call? And who next ultimately? Uh, because we're not even out of July And the search for a new manager begins So pick up the phone and let us know It is flag day at Celtic Park Barry is a Celtic fan Looking forward to it Barry It's going to be a great game tomorrow um, I expect Celtic to score 4 or 5 I think um, oh, Setting your expectations nice and low for the new season I like it <laughs> um, my, my, my point to the panel was I just wanted to talk i never seen the Rangers game today I was, at, uh, I, I was out But um, the some of the things I'm hearing about John Shooter, um, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, like the the guys only just stepped into Rangers, um, and he's getting lambasted. I seen the same thing happen to Carl Starfield last year. Um, not so much on this radio station, but in certain quarters of the Scottish media, these guys are the, they're only human. They they only just stepped. Carl Starfield, I think, only just stepped off a plane like a couple mm-hmm. of couple of days before, and he was uh, Celtic paid four million. Um, this guy, this guy's no good enough. He ended up he had a I think he had a no bad season at Celtic last year. Probably a couple of games that he didn't probably be great in, but I think overall he'd done a good job. Um I think members of the Scottish media have to take a good hard look at themselves and think if these sensationalist um uh, adverts that they want to put out to sell their, their, their newspapers or something, these guys are only human and they're only trying their best to get on the game. Now admittedly my John Sutter did have a bad game today. He's only better than me. I didn't watch it, but I think there has to be, especially in Scottish media, there has to remember these guys are trying. I don't think, um, I don't think they're deliberately going out their way to be bad. Do you not think um, it's fans though that have been more negative towards John Souter's performance than anyone in the media? Um, f- from what I from what I heard when I was on on the radio and certain other radio stations, I think, I think, um, I mean, I think he played. I think he's a decent player. I think he played well for Scotland and stuff. I just think that. For one game, one game. Is, um, yeah, but I, I get that, but I think that's. I don't, I've not seen any headlines about John Souter. All I've seen is, is fans. Barry, could you give me an example of what you're talking about? Well, listen, I don't think Barry can because he didn't watch the game today. And clearly no, 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 I'm talking about the, the criticism of uh, Carl Starfelt. He said that uh, adverts. But, I, I think that just a choice of word. I, I, let's not go over that too much. The only criticism of John Souter on this show have come from Scott and John. Yeah, well, that was the point I was trying to make. Hugh Keevans and myself actually defended John Sutter. Hugh made the point mm. that 25 years ago, a chap arrived in these shows from Sweden called Henrik Larsson, gave the ball away in his debut, and the Celtic supporters wanted him out the door. And 242 goals later, they realised he actually wasn't that bad after all. The sentiment's actually really nice. I think it's getting lost here. Day one of the season and a Celtic fan's called in to defend John Sutter. No, We're not as nasty as we think we are. Yeah, but he's got a dual purpose. His, his uh, other purpose is to say that the media are responsible for, for this. Fans are particularly harsh today and particularly quick to arrive at conclusions and there's no point in saying that uh, you know Celtic fans don't criticise their players because they do. I and mean, we've plenty on here. I mean, the, the stuff that Chris Julian gets on here uh, is poor. James Forrest, for some reason, is always a whipping boy on here. So there's an intensity to the fans' criticism and to lay it at the door of the dreaded media uh, does not wash. 
not even really seen anything overly negative mm. about John Souter other than, as Roger says, Rangers fans. Listen, there was somebody in the media tipped him to be player of the year. Correct. Yeah, what daft he did that. Uh, he still may well recover. Um, but I guess the comparison, that, and there are loads of them, Gordon, it's, it's a fair point Barry makes. You know, Carl Starfelt, written off after the game at Tynecastle, went on to be a key part in the best defence in the country last season. Um, so, but we never learn our lesson, do we? No, um, we go very quickly with our, our judgment on players, Gordon. Yes, did John Shooter have a bad game today? Of course he did. He's got high standards, and I'm sure he'll know that himself. But he's a Scotland international. I said in January, I thought it'd be a ter- terrific signing for Rangers. Um, they were so keen to get him. There's a lot of players, uh, both Rangers and Celtic, have come in. If you don't hit the ground running at these clubs with the support and the expectations that comes along with signing for them, then you come under a little bit of pressure. But you've got to show the character to turn that round. And I'm sure that John Shooter's got that character and that ability. And all of a sudden, you know, come the next few matches, we could have people phoning in here saying, what an excellent sign and it's just the way it is and in football we're easy to we're very quickly to judge but uh, the one thing you can't doubt is John Shooter is a very very good player who are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow Barry who's got a big season in store as far as you're concerned uh, I think Dijan Mida um, I think he promised during pre-season there's more to come from him um, I think the guy's pace is absolutely electric he's got a I think he's got a three litre engine under his chest um, he just keeps going Uh I, I think I think one of the big things for, from him. Um, he obviously had the turn of last season. Um, I think I think this is going to be his season this year. Uh, Roger, it's interesting because for a lot of the Celtic players, it will be about what can they add to, to last season. Yeah. There's not a huge squad upheaval. They're the champions. Are we seeing a better version of Maeda, a better version of O'Reilly or Jackie Mack or whoever? You could, you could run through well, them all. That's and that starts tomorrow. Certainly pre-season, and I know what the point Barry's making. Maeda and Hatati in particular, I think you see a better version of, probably because they've got a full pre-season. You know, you need to remember when they arrived in January, they had completed a full season in Japan and then half a season in Scotland without really anything of a rest. Um, so they've got the full pre-season under their belt. As has Kyogo, who got. You know all manner of injury problems in his first year here last season. So I think you, you might see a better version of them. O'Reilly was very bright um, in the second half of last season. You know, a really good signing for Celtic. Um, and listen, Barry's tipped four or five tomorrow. You probably see a better version of Aberdeen yeah. under Jim Goodwin. I don't think it's a version of Aberdeen that will trouble Celtic tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to seeing um, how the guys obviously. Um, Progress this season, Gordon, because the, a lot was said about them, how good they were and exciting. And at times when Celtic played at their very best uh, and played with that intensity and that pace, they were great to watch. Uh, me personally, uh, I was asked for my who Roger went with Suter. I think this year's a big year for Jota. I, I love watching him. I think he's got everything in his locker. I watched a little bit of him in pre-season. He looks right up for it. He looks really confident. Uh, so I think it could be a big season for him. Everybody's talking about Hatati's performance against Norwich. He obviously had a lot of football come in. But there's a lot of competition there as well mm. at Celtic. I, um, I agree. I, I think Aberdeen will be completely different. Jim's been backed with the board. He's brought in his own players. He's got his own way of playing now. But I still think tomorrow in front of 60,000 at Celtic Park, I just think Celtic will come out the blocks. The one I'm looking forward to seeing is Hatati. 
I think uh, Hatati again was uh, one of those who came in last season after a, a, a full J League season. He did magnificently well, but there were times when he ran out of steam. I've just looked at him in the pre-season matches and he looks terrific. So yeah. I think he can be a big, big man for Celtic this season. Jump in if you disagree with any of these, but an educated guess at who starts for Celtic tomorrow. I'm not naming a full team, but just selected ones. Joe Hart? Yeah. Juranovic, uh, Carter Vickers, Hatate, O'Reilly, Jota, Maeda, Kyogo. They'll all play, won't they? I would have thought. Yeah. Eight of them. None of them played in the first league game of the season yeah. last year. Eight out of the eleven, and none of them played on the on the first league game. Hugh, so you can understand why Ange Postecoglou would be delighted at winning the league, uh-huh. but also hoping that that was the start and the, and that things actually continue to develop. I think tomorrow's a great match. Uh, I, I don't believe uh, that Celtic will win by four or five, like Barry. Um, I think it'd be a great test of. Not only Celtic but Aberdeen And also a test of Celtic Who this time last season And you've given us the stat that tells the story A Celtic team who have 8 players Who play tomorrow Who did not play against Hearts at Tynecastle The first day of last season Celtic now have to live with the expectation That comes with being the title holders And having these players all fit Ready and good to go tomorrow they have to, There's an mm-hmm. expectation that has to be dealt with How confident are you of Celtic winning the league, Barry? Uh, I'm quite confident I think this thing is going to be tight I think it's, it's, it's very nut and tuck I don't think there's a lot between the teams It's hard to see how the new signings will take effect, you know um, Can I just say to you, Hugh I wasn't having to go to MD in this, in this radio station I said certain quarters of the Scottish media um, had had some pretty mean things to say about Carl Stalfell last season for a £4 million signing um, I think he got lambasted very quickly nobody on this radio station I'll say it again and if I if I did say it, it was yourself I'm sorry I apologise but I wasn't having a go at you or Roger or anybody else uh, it was certain, certain quarters after the game but he, he was, he was, I think he was unfairly treated and I think going on I think he was kind of a whipping boy in certain parts of the media and I, um, for, for a player that I thought done okay last year just wanted to get out. I, I think sometimes players get criticism, and then further down the road, once they've bedded in, uh, they get praise. You only write or talk about what you are looking at at any given time. Uh, therefore, if you had looked at the, the entire Celtic team on the the day that they lost two uh, one to Hearts at Tynecastle, you wouldn't have been complimentary. Mm. However, if you came back to them. 10 games later You would have been complimentary And then 20 games later And 30 games later You had no other option But to be really really complimentary Because they were in in the midst of a 32 game long unbeaten run So You can only speak about what you see in front of you At any given time Yeah but you can make it measured I guess That's the whole point I think Rather than everyone diving in And making these conclusions Because that's what you've been warning against You know with John Souter today So anyway let's Park the recent history lesson And move on to what's A bit more in the, the rear view mirror Thank you to Barry um, In Barhead We are looking forward to tomorrow As well as reflecting today Let's set the scene uh, From Livy By hearing from Scott uh, Not from Scott Arfield From David Martindale On Scott Arfield And then we'll bring in Alan on the line Yeah a wee bit disappointed A wee bit disappointed I think the boys put everything into the game The game plan was good 
They executed the game plan very well. We were unfortunate to walk away with no points, to be honest. I think if we'd picked up a point there, nobody would have grudged us that, to be honest. Um, I thought for 60 minutes we were well in the game. We have a big moment for Joel in the second half. Probably got to do a wee bit better. Um, that's maybe a game-changing moment. Shamal pulls off a couple of decent saves. And then they make the sub with wee Arfield. He's banned for Livingston, that boy. <laughs> Honestly, as soon as he went on, I said it at half-time. If they put it, I can't, we need to watch. I've actually worked on it. His midfield runs are brilliant, but he's mid- honestly, he's made a career out of it. His midfield runs are brilliant. I only does it against Livingston. <laughs> um, I'll need to try and get him signed, will <laughs> just, just, just to put him on the bench, I'll put him in the stand so he's not playing against us. Um, we have field goes on, does what we Scott, he does. I think um, it's probably the first time in the game that Kent puts a ball in with his right foot. Majority of the time we'd locked him off, put him on his left foot, and Shamal dealt with him quite comfortable at the two centre halves. So I think it's the first time in the game probably catches Nicky out slightly, turns inside and then we're in the, at that point we're kind of in the transition, we're changing to a 5-4-1 at that point because I think we needed to get an extra centre half on the park in between the sticks because they were peppering our goal, we're putting a lot of balls in our box, we got lucky in a couple of occasions um, and Kent goes on, puts that ball in, Scotty's run, goal and then Tav does what Tav does. That's why he's here, that's why he's the captain of the Rangers Football Club. Alan's a Rangers fan. What did you take away from today, Alan? Hey, uh, thanks very much, guys. The game, up until we were saying Chris, we were in the, the, up until probably the 60, 65th minute, as the other manager just did there, we hadn't kicked a ball, and I think a lot's been made of John Suter today like, being a scapegoat. Uh, obviously, it may have been a wee bit of nerves or something like that, right? But the amount of people that's getting all worked up about it, you can't, you can't tell me that the player that he was at heart is the same player that's there. Do you know what I mean? It, it, There's a multitude of things. That big boy up front caused problems. It wasn't just against Tutor, but he went over to Goldson, he caused them problems. Do you know what I mean? I think you just chop that down to one of those days. But we didn't look like scoring until probably 60, 65th minute. And I thought the substitution with Tillman coming on made a big difference. But the game was crying out for somebody like Arfield to get beyond the midfield, as they said. So I just think Suter's been made a bit of a scapegoat because I don't think up until that goal, that apart from Tillman when he came on, there wasn't a player that really got pass marks in the Rangers team. Just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Yeah, how big an impact did Tillman make on his league debut, Roger? Yeah, listen, he was neat and tidy. He came in at the number 10 role. and made Tom Lawrence go out wide when Scott Wright had taken off. And he did have some nice touches. He should have scored at 1-0. The chance that Bonabaris, I think, mishit across... George got a touch in it, hit the post and the bar and fell to him and he's hit the goalkeeper who's lying on the ground. He then had a chance a couple of minutes later that he took it with his right foot when I thought he should have taken it with his left foot but he was busy. He didn't hide. At a time when Rangers needed players to stand up, put their foot in the ball and start dictating play in, in the final third, he did all that. So I think it was an encouraging start for Malik Tillman. Yeah, Gordon, did he mm-hmm. give Rangers something different? Yeah, 100%. Um, we were guessing that would the manager just have a half-time team talk and hope for a reaction or would he make that substitution? He made the substitution. I thought he did bring something different to the table, Gorn. I disagree with Alan. I thought after about five, six minutes into the second half, just a matter of time when Rangers were going to score. They looked better, they looked sharper, they were moving the ball better, they were getting bodies forward. Tillman could have probably, should have scored 
uh, before Arfield but then obviously the introduction of Arfield coming on terrific ball Kent all of a sudden got on the ball a lot more they stretched the game they get the two full backs high up the pitch I just thought the introduction of Tillman in the second half was a very very good move by the manager and probably just a few words as well to say to the lads look this isn't good enough if we keep this performance up we're going to end up probably with a defeat here because Livingston are quite comfortable of what we've showed in the first half second half completely different different tempo and Rangers are above uh, Livingston that class and it showed the Celtic fan who was just on Alan said he was just quietly confident that they would win the league and acknowledged that it's close and all that do you feel the same the other way or are you a bit more confident how do you sum it up on day one of the season I think it's going to be um, it'll be quite close I think um, Celtic have obviously made uh, signings but I've always going to always favour favour us to win the league do you know what I mean but I think it might come down to the old firm games this season a lot of people might laugh about that but I think if they go because last season would be potentially I lost that game against Livingston with points that we dropped possibly because we lost silly games last season or we dropped points in silly games so yeah I, I think it'll be close but I still think we'll win though because I'm always going to back us to win Nothing wrong with that Alan thank you very much 01419511025 we're still going to hear from some more key figures in Scottish football coming up very soon but before we take this break I want to tell you about this and I must admit I would love to get you three down to this I think we can maybe arrange that uh, if you're looking for some fun this weekend get yourself along to Excite Brayhead for Roller Disco Fever can you imagine? Seriously. Uh, Cassie from Bowie at Breakfast is there as we speak just to tell us a little bit more. Thanks, Gordon. It's Cassie here. I'm down at Excited Brayhead for their roller disco. It's in full swing at the moment. You can hear in the background we are playing the ultimate cheesy tunes. Ali and I are down here together. She's going to be down on her own tomorrow on the decks and St Phoenix are going to be here as well. It's completely free. Bring the family, bring the kids down. We're having an awesome time. There has been a couple of falls, I'm not going to lie, but if you've not been in skates for a while, it's going to be a bit dodgy. But overall, we're having so much fun. Season? Thoughts of Keevans, DL and Hannah at the roller disco. I shudder. Anyway, more of your calls, more, more of the reaction to today, more previews to tomorrow, all coming next. After they play... You have your say 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line What a first day we've had back in the new league season And the beauty of it is There's plenty more to come tomorrow Keep your calls coming Send us a tweet Let us know what's on your mind That's what Techno Viking Has done a brilliant first game back in the Premiership Both sets of fans at Rugby Park Applauding at the end Killy because they got no less than they deserved And Dundee United because they held on For a probably undeserved point Says Techno Viking So there we go um, Mutual appreciation I think uh, Down at Rugby Park Hearts best of the rest last season They got their campaign off to a winning start 2-1 at home to Ross County Here's what Robbie Nielsen made of it You know the, the kind of rustiness of coming into competitive games In pre-season you know We One of the, the plus sides of being in Europe is that you can build through the pre-season and get your friendly games and then come to the first games but also one of the downsides is you're not involved in the Premier Cup which I think is a great cup because you can come in and you can play four games and it's competitive and I just think felt first half we, we didn't have that competitive edge that we needed you know energy to break forward you know sometimes when you play pre-season it can be a bit you know tapper tapper 
so I thought the second half mile was better after we spoke to him. You see Alan, the reason we bought him here is because he, he's direct, he goes at people, he makes things happen and that's what we need, you know, and I, I think he'll, play, he'll be an extremely good player for us. And I, I think he's the type of player that Hearts should, should be bringing in, that's what we're trying to do as well. We, you know, when United did really, really well, took a step up to Livingston, did really, really well, now he's coming into Hearts and you can see that he's, he's got the quality to go to the next level again, I think. What did you think of County? Very good, I thought. You know, similar to last season, energy, pressing, aggressive, making it very difficult for us to, to play. You know, we knew it would, would come, you know, they, they come as a front three and try and get after the midfielder up, and I just felt we didn't show the intensity that we needed. Yeah, good win for Hearts, you have to say. Yeah. Yeah, you know, day one, you don't want it to do any damage at home in front of a big crowd. Uh, and now they can look forward to a week tomorrow taking on Hibs, their great rivals. Uh, and Robbie Nielsen first half apparently was not all it was meant to be but this is the story of the game you know Rangers were the same first half not at all what they expected it to be got there in the end likewise Hearts yeah it's a good result for Hearts um, Gordon it was interesting listening to the Hearts manager talking about competitive edge it's early on in the season but the one thing you will be delighted with is the response to the second half and obviously Forrest new signing come down from Livingston that's him get his Hearts career up and running uh, a goal so and plus the fact the most important thing most important thing at the beginning of the season especially if you're a Hearts coming off the last season you know, you finish third, Scottish Cup final, uh, runners up in the, uh, against Rangers, and Rangers deserve that victory. But at home, in front of a big crowd, get the three points, and they've achieved that. Isn't it great? Hibs manager bleats and says he doesn't like the Premier Sports Cup groups. It's a nonsense. He'd rather play friendlies. Then the Hearts manager comes out and says, No, 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 we don't want mm. friendlies. We want the Premier yeah. Sports Cup groups. Let's hear from Lee Johnson. Let's get a feel for what this guy's going to bring us on a Saturday afternoon. They did win the game. St Johnson went down to 10 men, uh, which benefited Hibs. Here's what Lee Johnson made of it. It was a good game. You know, it was a tough game. You expect that first game of the season. Thought we had complete control in the first half without maybe executing the final pass or the final shot the, with that sort of quality. But you know, a lot of players haven't played together, so um, it was good that we had control, um, and I think that that will come. You know, like look, Tavares, Cabraja, that type of partnership. Cadden, I thought we could have cut back a couple. Hendo had a good chance, I thought, just to sort of guide it and steer it in. And we should have capitalised a little bit more in the first half, but I think in the end, that wore them down, created space, made them a little bit leggy with our athleticism, and obviously we got the sending off, which was, could say... Depending on how you see it, a little bit of luck, good fortune, but then it becomes really difficult to break a team down. So uh, I thought it should have been 10, 12, 15 minutes, even extra time. I bet the ball in play second half couldn't have been longer than 16, 17 minutes. And uh, that was frustrating for me because we couldn't get the flow. You know, we need flow. Uh, ball boys start changing their mentality a little bit. Listen, it's all game management, it's all part of the game, but it's all why it's so difficult to come to places like this and win games. To be honest, I thought it was like a yellow and a half. I thought it was like a bit like a midfielder myself. You get caught on your heels a little bit, stretching. You know, I don't think he's gone to hurt anybody. I just think he's gone to like side, sort of win the ball. It was a bit of a sort of lunge, if you like, but not a stud lunge. And I think that was the difference why I wouldn't give a red. Well, there we are, Lee yeah. Johnson making friends, saying that St. Johnson shouldn't have gone down to 10 men, essentially. Uh, magnanimous of him. Easy uh, when you win, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it happens in the Edinburgh Derby, there'll be 
Mud. Um, you know, he, he can talk away, and he certainly can talk. Lee Johnson from the day he became Hibs manager mm-hmm. until this evening, he can talk, uh, but there were you know he's got the points. That's all that matters, and it, it was fair of him to say that he didn't think it was a red card. Uh, so onwards and upwards for him. It's a big right. win. It's a big win for them today. Yeah. You know, off the back of getting knocked out of the cup, as you say with the Edinburgh derby next weekend, they needed that against mm-hmm. yeah. Johnson's ten men. They are one of the big winners of day one. Right tomorrow. Of course, lots of intrigue, Celtic Aberdeen because it's flag day and all the rest of it. But before that, St Mirren and managerless Motherwell going in to the season. We got the news, was it yesterday before we came on air, Hugh Yeah, Evans? five o'clock last. So to you two, first of all, is that the right call to remove a manager on the eve of the new league season? I think it was the obvious call. I think it was inevitable. We said after the first leg... We likened it to when Kilmarnock went out to Connors Key Nomads and there was just no way back for Angelo Alessio. And I felt there was no way back for Graham Alexander. He had lost the support. Um, they were on the run, I think, of only five wins since Boxing Day in all competitions. Uh, the fans didn't like what they were seeing with their own eyes on the pitch. And I think Sligo was just the accumulation of seven months of dismal play. If that is the case, why wait until the Sligo games? I think they still, Did you have to do that Because yeah. you can't sack a manager When he's got you to Europe I, I think so I think that, You know Clubs are desperate At times like this For, for managers to get a result To turn the corner and, and roar away To success again And they wanted to give him Sligo And maybe the next round You know Against Viking Stavanger And then just hope that That was the sort of catalyst For better times ahead And it wasn't The two performances were dreadful Sligo were better in both games Sligo won both games Motherwell couldn't Mm -hmm. score a goal Against the League of Ireland team They hardly looked like Scoring a goal Against the League of Ireland team And the supporters knew It was time for change I think it was correct To give him to Sligo um, Because if he If he does If he wins a scoring He goes into a game Against St Mirren And they're in poor Mm -hmm. form Let's be honest about it They're not the greatest All of a sudden Your fall season Could start to turn around again but I think Roger's right I think the damage Wasn't done I think the ice in the cake Was the two Sligo games But I think the damage Has been done Since Boxing Day yeah. Five wins Since Boxing Day Is it not problematic though Could you say it's problematic To allow it to hinge On the Sligo games Because If you're saying to me If he beats Sligo He's still in a job yeah. But he didn't beat Sligo So he's out of a job And now you're going Into a season Tomorrow When for the last Six Eight Ten weeks. Graham Alexander has planned the preseason, signed the players, mm-hmm. you know, and now he's gone. So, w- was it ever wise to allow it to hinge on the Sligo result? Uh, um, I, I totally I take on board what you're saying, but I, I think it was the right decision because, you know, football turns very, very quickly. If if you reverse that and they had one in the two games, uh, he's going into St. Mirren all of a sudden. If he can get a result there, mm. you're thinking, okay. What's happened in the past It's a new season You see teams You know With with different form Different momentum Unfortunately It didn't And and, and to be fair The mother will board And everyone concerned I do on I don't I hate to see Guys losing their job I think it's the right but call Just now Roger, and no, Just quickly Because we're almost out of time yeah. As if the story isn't Wacky enough In the newspapers They've been linked with Stephen Robinson Former Motherwell manager who they play tomorrow I mean Bizarre Isn't it? Yeah very bizarre um, It's difficult Quite often in these occasions There is an obvious candidate To take the job I'll give you Dundee United And Jack Ross mm. um, Very recently 
I don't think that's an obvious candidate to take the Motherwell job. We've heard names, everyone from Billy Davis and Stephen Robinson, two former managers, to Duncan Ferguson and James McFadden, two former Scotland strikers, one, you know, both of whom would like to move into management. Um, Alan Burrows would dearly have loved Graham Alexander to be a success. Um, they were so poor against Sligo, though, there was no option. And the next manager... There's a big job to do Well there's a lot to look forward to We'll find out St Mirren v Motherwell Celtic Aberdeen Tomorrow we will be here How would you sum up today And preview tomorrow Hugh Keevans I would sum it up by saying That Rangers played poorly First half Played well the second half And got their just desserts In the end I would say of tomorrow's game The atmosphere will be electric The environment will be The most productive That Celtic can find To do good things but Jim Goodwin is getting a free hit when he brings Aberdeen to the east end of Glasgow. What a first day it's been. We've missed you. We've missed you a lot on a Saturday afternoon. It was great to be reunited and hopefully it's just a sign of a great season still to come. The weekend's not over yet though. Tomorrow we are here, 3 o'clock in the afternoon for St Mirren Motherwell and Celtic Aberdeen. All the big talking points, your chance to have your say on the open line. Please join us. We are on air at three. We'll speak to you then. And George is up next with the GBX.